Hey, what's up, guys? Before we start the show, I just want to say real quick, I got a new ebook slash hard copy book out right now on Amazon available called 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. It's just uh, all the tips I've gotten this podcast pretty much, some new stuff as well. Put it all in one place for you. So check it out. It's on Amazon. 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. Available on Amazon. All right, let's start the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode number five of the Social Skills Lab. I'm your host, Nathan Alment. This is the podcast where if you need to just brush up on your social skills or if you need a total rehaul, um, we're going to try to help you out with that. So last week, we talked about a couple pretty important things, listening skills, and how to be present. Listening skills are, man, I got to say, they're probably like 80% of the game. (laughs) Like when you're in a conversation, just having like really good listening skills is like so important. Uh, Because people are just more willing to just like, jump into talking to you when you when they can tell that you're very focused and attentive to what they I mean what if, if you just look interested in what they're talking about uh it really does go a long way and uh since most people and i do emphasize most people have really bad listening skills um it's a good way to really separate yourself from the average schmo also i wanted to mention too i was talking about uh listening skills I think one of the the most one of the best books I saw I read about it was this book called it was just called People Skills by this guy named Dr. Robert Bolton. I'd say if I, there was like two books that I had to pick for the number one books that I've I've gotten the most out of for for social skills, one of them would definitely be People Skills by Dr. Robert Bolton. I read it uh I've read it a couple of times. I think I mentioned it before, but I wasn't sure if I mentioned his name. But uh, that's that's a, a must-have. It's like practically the Bible of social skills. So make sure you get that one. Uh, he talks a lot about listening skills. Like the Dale Carnegie book is really good, but Dale Carnegie did not talk uh, a lot about listening skills, and Robert Bolton really goes into it a lot. So we also talked about reflective listening skills like reflecting back factual information or reflecting back emotions. Like I used it again this week. Some guy was really mad. (laughs) I'm always dealing with mad customers. And the guy was like, he's pretty pissed off. And I was just like, uh, yeah, that sounds, oh man, that sounds like that'd be really frustrating. I mean, just basically reflecting back the, uh, the emotion and the guy was calmed down. I tell you, man, it works, works really well. We also talked about being more present. It just, you know, it's like rocket fuel for listening skills, just showing you how just being the ability to be very present goes quite a long way. I mean, there's definitely like when you're in a conversation, 
being present is one thing, but how do you how do you cultivate that ability? I talked about doing yoga, and uh, I talked about doing meditation. Meditation is it's great. It's it will help you be more present. So try it out, man. Just like five five minutes, ten minutes, maybe even twenty five minutes every day or every couple of days. It's it's kind of weird how like one of the hardest things to do is doing nothing. That is why it is so effective. When you are meditating, one thing I was talking about is just sitting there and being still. And one of the most important aspects of meditation that I didn't mention was to just focus on your breathing. So when you're sitting there, just slowly breathing in and out of your nose. So when you're meditating, just focus on your breathing in and out for about four seconds at a time in and out of your nose. That's about it, man. Just try not to think. Just try to let your mind go completely clear. At first, it's almost impossible. Like I used to, uh, I heard this technique of picturing a shot clock, like in a basketball game. There's like a 20-second clock. Just imagine that clock in your mind counting down and try to get from 20 down to zero without thinking any thoughts pretty good technique because you realize right away how it's almost impossible to get past four seconds (laughs) you can't even get a couple seconds without even thinking something like just remembering something from the past or whatever coming in your head i mentioned some eastern philosophy stuff that was really good for learning how to be more present and uh, one of the things i mentioned was this audio book called the Tao Te ching but i didn't i forgot to mention who it was written by, but it was, it's written by uh, this guy named Stephen Mitchell. It's S-T-E-P-H-E-N Mitchell, Stephen Mitchell. And I'm not joking, man. I've listened to that audiobook about probably about 40 times. I mean, it's not that long. It's only like an hour and a half or something. So the Tao, he wrote the Tao Te Ching and the second book of the Tao. And they're on audiobooks. I don't think there's a written copy of it, but... It is, uh, it's also in like my golden box of just amazing things that like I've learned so much for. So I recommend, so pick it up, man. I mean, it's an audio book. You, you can listen to it when you're driving to work. Okay. So jumping to this week. So this week we're going to talk about the logistics of just saying hello and like exchanging contact information so you can keep in touch. One of the first things you want to think about when you're saying hello, just remember that people, most people are actually shy. I've learned that, and I was surprised to learn that. I thought I was only one. I thought it was me and maybe like 10% of the people were shy. But I've learned that, I'm not joking, maybe about 80% of people out there are actually very shy. And even though they might seem social, they, they might be social, uh, they're probably only friends with people they've known a very, very long time. They Most people don't meet new people. So that's why it's pretty cool to realize that, hey, everyone's shy, so I don't have to be. That means, you know, people are, are actually really open to talking to people because they're not going out and talking to people themselves. So when someone talks to them, they're kind of excited that, hey, especially if, you know, you're fun and interesting and uh, don't take yourself too seriously. So I remember hearing this quote. Let's look at it here. Okay, so 
Uh, Albert Einstein, apparently he's a pretty smart guy, is said to have remarked that the single most important decision any of us will ever make is whether or not to believe that the universe is friendly. I like to interpret that as, are people friendly? Do you believe that people in general are friendly? And I want you to think about that for a second because this will really affect how you go about improving your social skills and working on your social skills because as I recommend every week, make sure you talk to one or new one or two new people every single day if you can. Or, you know, just people who you're already talking to, push those conversations uh, further than you are normally used to. Like if you meet some guy at work, you run into him every day and you talk to him for like 20 seconds, you know, try to push it to two or three minutes or something like that. Just keep putting little sticks and logs on those conversation fires to try to keep it going. It's a good practice just getting used to talking to new people very frequently. If you believe people are friendly, it makes it a lot easier to start a conversation with someone with a quote-unquote stranger. I actually do believe now that most people are pretty friendly. Let's say you're at a a barbecue or something like that. And there's just some guy standing there with his food, and he has a neutral look on his face. So you have don't really have a lot of feedback. Is this guy friendly or is he like, you know, a psycho? <laughs> um, I would say... If someone is looking neutral or if they have like a slight smile or they look, you know, have open, open body language, that's probably a decent uh, opportunity to talk to someone new. Like if someone has like looks pissed off, I usually try to avoid that. I usually won't start a conversation with someone's got like crossed arms or looks irritated or something like that. Just because there's always options. You should always have different options. More options is better. So you could pretty much talk to anyone. I guess that goes back to, you know, like when you're a little kid, your parents are, they tell you not to talk to strangers. And that's probably really good advice. But as an adult, if no one's told you, I'm going to tell you right now, it's okay to talk to strangers. In case I got ingrained into the deep recesses of your psyche, uh, let's just clear that information out. It is now okay to talk to strangers. And like if you're in like, you know, junior high or middle school or junior, that's the same thing. If you're in like middle school or high school, you know, it's to me, it just seems like it's perfectly fine to talk to any of your classmates. You know, they might be quote unquote strangers, but uh, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to talk to any of your classmates and start conversations with people you don't know. Okay, so let me give you a couple scenarios as we get into the logistics of just saying hi. Let's just say, like, okay, I remember I started an, a new job. I have a lot of, I've had a lot of jobs, just so you know. <laughs> but I started this new job. I was in Southern California for a new job, and I was training. And I was a new guy. And uh, I started with probably maybe, like, five to seven new people. So we were, we were all, like, kind of running around. We're all, like, the new group of people. And, you know, they give, at work they give us new cell phones and stuff. So first thing right off the bat, there's always that one little application for notes. So we'd have these. So they gave us these new cell phones, and I'd always start in a, like my iPhone, a new note in the notepad called people or names or something like that. And as soon as I, could, I would uh, meet someone, and then, you know, when you're new at work, it's just such obvious. To me, it's obvious that, like, 
that's my that's my in. I'm just gonna like start going up to people and just be like, hey, how's it going? I'm Nate. I just started here. Bam. I mean, like, how hard is that? And for the logistics, let me just explain a couple things. I make sure that I have usually have like a little smile on my face, look friendly. You know, I'm not crossing my arms or have like a resting bitch face um, or a resting asshole face. This was like when it was okay to shake hands, I would just like, I would just say, hey, how's it going? My name's Nate. And I'd put my hand out to shake their hand or something. Or when they say, oh, I'm Mike. And I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. And I'd like, you know, I'd gauge gauge if we're doing a handshake or not, just depending on, I don't know, you, you just feel it out. I'd say like half the time I'd shake hands, half the time I wouldn't. But that was like before there was uh, a pandemic going around. So probably not going to be shaking a lot of hands right now. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we'll get back to that. For actual like logistical specifics, I would, you know, make sure to give people space. You don't want to get into people's personal space. So I think it's about three feet. Um, I'd usually stand about four feet, maybe three feet, somewhere in that zone. A lot of times I would like be a little angled off. Like you don't necessarily want to be walk up straight at a person, facing them directly. I'd kind of come up at an angle, just kind of like feel more comfortable in their personal space. When you'd come on, you walk up, you know, slow. Just picture like a cat. Like are you going to just run up to a cat and and like try to pet it? What's it going to do? It's just going to run away. So, I mean, just walk up casually, you know, smile, nod, just be like, hey, how's it going? I'm Nate, or whatever your name is, insert name here. Um, so that's a good one. Another thing you might want to think about is, do you mumble? I I mumble quite a bit, and... I don't know, there's probably, there's different vocal exercises you can do for that. Like I heard there's like, uh, you could put a pencil, bite on a, I actually tried that one too, I think. Bite on a pencil and say the alphabet, try to enunciate the alphabet over and over again. I think it makes it uh, able to pronounce better. But I know that my name, for whatever reason, doesn't carry, my name doesn't actually carry sonically very well. So if like I'm at, you know, if I'm like in a quiet place and someone asks my, ask me my name, I'll just say my name is Nate. My name is actually Nathaniel, but I go by that. I go by Nathan or Nate. I ha- I I really don't have any preference. I'll just say my name is Nate most of the t- most of the time. But if I'm in a like maybe a music venue or something like that, and someone asks me what my name is, I'll say it's Nathan, just because I've had so many experiences where. People, if I say my name is Nate in a loud environment, they'll hear Nick or they'll hear, they won't hear it very well. So just be aware that when you say your name, say it loudly and clearly because it is really annoying to have to keep saying, I'm sorry, what was that again? What was that again? Just in general, be aware of not being clear when you're speaking because I know in my experience, if I'm talking to someone who I can't hear very well, or if I have to, or if I ask them to repeat it a number of times, I just bail. I don't really try to keep it going. I I don't. I lose complete interest in keeping a conversation going with a a mumbler or a quiet speaker. It is not good. So just be aware of that. And uh, if if you have that issue, like get a digital voice recorder. I have one. I got like a little Sony digital voice recorder. 
I used it for taking notes in school, but I use it for all kinds of other things. It, it'd be a really good way. And at first, you don't like the sound of your voice, trust me, but you'll get over it. Okay, so I remember too, like when I was in, uh, taking classes at the community college, uh, let's say you're, you're in school. So I would just sit, I would sit next to people that looked like they were somewhat friendly. So like in math class, I remember the, anytime it's like the first or second day of math class, I would always just talk to whoever's next to me. And I would always just be like, so uh, uh, are you good at math? <laughs> and I don't know why, but people always laugh. And I think it's funny too, because no, uh, unless you're talking to like the two people who are geniuses at math, no one feels very confident in math. So I don't know. It's just a funny way to start to open up a conversation. It's an observational thing. Uh, using observational stuff is really good to start conversations. I was at, I was at a new job again and I was training in Las Vegas. I was there for a whole month and one night it was like Friday. I'm like, okay, I'm definitely going out tonight. And it's really weird to go out in Vegas without all your buddies. If you're just going solo, it feels really different because you're not there to party your freaking ass off because um, that's when you do with your when you're with your friends and just a side note that's why i love las vegas because when you're there 90 percent of people there are there just to party their ass off and so it's just it's such a good vibe there's no other city in the united states where 90 percent of the people are there to party their ass off every single night <laughs> so that's why i always like vegas but i was there for work so i was really toning it down I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm pretty focused here. I want to make sure, you know, I get some sleep, but I was out at this, uh, I went to this place called, uh, it was the cosmopolitan. It's like one of the newer hotels and they have this, they have a, um, this one of the best bars in the world there. It's called the chandelier bar. And, uh, I remember I, I mentioned a, a few episodes back on, you know, looking up stuff, how to find stuff going on. So like in Vegas, I just basically Googled, 10 best bars in Las Vegas. And I made a note of all the ones I wanted to check out. You know, it's really easy to find stuff like that online now. And this was like in the top five bars. So um, I went there and just ordered a drink. I'm just hanging out at the bar. These two guys come up and they ordered a drink too. And I noticed there was, uh, they had put these weird like flower things in their drink. And I was like, I was like, what is that? What is that you're putting in there? And uh, he's like, He's like, oh, this is, um, he started telling me about the drink. It's like a special drink they, they make at this chandelier bar. I think they just said it was called the flower drink. And he's like, he's like, he went totally into it. He's like, yeah, they don't even have this on the menu. Uh, this place has sold, sold like $3 million worth of these drinks last year or something like that. And he's like, they put this special flower on it. And I guess it's called like a Sichuan flower or something like that. And I don't know, he started telling me about it. And he said, he's like, you've never tried one? I'm like, no. I was like, no, I never even heard of it. And he's like, um, he's like, well, he, he's like, the bartender messed up our order. He's like, he actually got ordered us three. He only wanted two of them. He's like, you want, he's like, you want this extra one? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. He's like, all right, now take the flower and um, bite into it. And then wait like five seconds and then take the drink. And I did that. Um, and this whatever there's some weird chemical in this flower that makes your mouth feel like you like just ate like a whole bag of pop rocks 
or some something like that your your mouth just goes crazy and uh i don't know it was just like a, such a weird experience but um i use that as an example of like just using your observation paying attention being being present so just like using something observational is always uh i've noticed a really good way to just open a conversation so i was just like oh what is what is that flower you're putting in? what kind of flower is that or what is that you're putting in your drink so use observational stuff it's uh it's a really good way to open conversations another good observational one that i'll use sometimes is if, if i'm like at a bar or something like that like a like a what they call it a hipster bar <laughs> hipster bars always have like a really good beer selection so you know it'd just be chatting uh you could just chat someone up like if you're standing by them and they're um you know usually if someone's like super deep in conversation i mean i guess some people don't mind doing that but i usually don't interrupt people in the middle of conversation but if they look kind of just standing there kind of bored or whatever that's like a really good way to just open up a conversation because you know people are bored and they go out to socialize and socializing is fun so like if someone has like a real dark beer or something like that i'm like i'll just be like what kind of what kind of beer is that and they'll tell me and i'm just like oh is that any good you know you start talking about beer or whatever um so you just use observational stuff sometimes I'll, like if i start a conversation like they'll ask you they'll just ask you what your name is or i'll tell them what my name is but sometimes i'll have a conversation with someone for like 30 minutes and and then i'll at the end i'll be like oh by the way my name's nate and they're like oh yeah I'm, I'm mike or whatever like that or so sometimes you do say your name at the beginning sometimes you don't even mention the name and you just forget to even mention your name so that happens a lot so don't be all stuck on getting the names and and because uh, eventually you will if you're gonna you know keep in touch or whatever. Uh, so let me give you another scenario. I was at this party. It was like a, my friend's boss's party. So there's it was like, I mean he had a real nice house, but there's probably only like forty people there, maybe maybe thirty people. And I was talking with my friends in the on the back patio, and I could see in the house. And I could see the entryway. So I saw that like someone had arrived and they came in the door. And they were introduced to some people at the door or whatever. But then I was like, I don't know, I was paying close attention. And I saw that this person had uh, started to introduce himself to the, uh, the people by the door. And then in the kitchen. <laughs> and then in the living room. This guy was literally introducing himself to every single person in the house and i was mesmerized i was like holy cow i didn't realize that you can walk into a party probably not know anybody and just start introducing yourself to every single person and this was uh this is really eye-opening because i mean it just changed the way i thought about you know talking to people at a party and so i've and and this guy literally made his way through the whole house and then and then the backyard and I eventually met him too. <laughs> and you know, he was a nice, charming guy. Uh he had a big smile on his face and he just went around, shook everyone's hand, and it wasn't like weird or awkward. It was totally cool as hell. And I tried to adopt that philosophy or that technique uh when I go to a party. So if I go to a party, I'll just start introducing myself. And I don't make it through the whole party. I never do. I usually get stopped about a third of the way in, and I'll just get stuck in a conversation or two. 
but it's really good because then you could run into those people later and like, oh, yeah, uh, what was your name again? And then just start talking to them again. So that is just, uh, I, I don't know. That was like the the baddest uh, social skills uh, demonstration I'd ever seen. I was like super impressed and uh, I really adopted it. So, man, I, I tell you what, try it out. Uh, prove me wrong that, that that doesn't work. I mean, if you're at a party with like a bunch of hardcore bikers or something, maybe tone it down a little bit. I don't know. It'd probably still work if you're at a party and everyone's there to just have fun and meet people. Because, you know, if you go to a party, it's actually uh, kind of expected that you'd socialize and talk to new people. And uh, if a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people are shy. So they're actually happy to like not be standing there talking to no one. There's also something I've heard of called a staling out uh, a spot. So if you like feel like you get stuck and you're like kind of a wallflower, you know, for like five minutes and you're just in the same spot, move around, move around the party, move around the uh, venue, move around the bar, move around, uh, you know, go to different spots. Don't just stand in the same spot all night. Okay, so let's say you've been talking to someone for 20 minutes, an hour, and... um I don't know. You're like ready to go check out another band or or check out or you're going to go to another bar or whatever. Um let's say you're like, "Yeah, I really this person's like cool to talk to." And I'll just exchange uh I should I should uh get their contact information. So what I will do in those situations, say I'm talking to someone and I'm like, "Oh, this is going well. Uh I like talking to this person. Maybe we'll Catch up for a beer or coffee some other time. You never know. I'll give you a specific situation. I was at, uh, uh, let's see, about a year ago. Me and my friend went to San Francisco to this uh, music school for like a meet and greet. It was like an industry meet and greet where you just meet other students and stuff like that. People are interested in making music. My friend was, uh, he produces music and he's really good. I do it as kind of a hobby, but um, he asked if I wanted to go. I was like, hell yeah, that sounds cool shit. So we went. Uh, I just talked to people, tried to talk to people all night. At one point, I went outside to make a phone call. And uh, I don't know, I was just chilling outside for a minute. And this other guy comes out. And uh, he had been in there. I didn't meet him in there, but we just started talking. And uh, next thing you know, we were talking for like 20 minutes outside. We were talking about all kinds of stuff. Like, he was in a stand-up comedy, too. Like, he was into music, so we talked about music for a little bit. But next thing you know, we were talking about stand-up comedy. Because I, I love stand-up comedy. And he was, uh, and I was, I was thinking, I don't know. I just get the, I just get the subconscious idea. Like, hey, I should get this guy's number. Maybe keep in touch or something. So I was just like, hey, I'm probably going to head back in there. But, man, we should, uh, let's keep in touch. Like, maybe when I'm back in, back in the city, uh, I'll hit you up. We'll uh, grab a beer or something. He's like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Let's do that. So what I do is I'll pull out my phone. I'll say, okay, uh, how about I just call you? That way you have my number. And he'll give me my number and I'll put it in my phone and I'll dial it. So I have his number. He has my number. And then I'll say, I'll put his name in. And uh, about 50% of the time, honestly, I forgot their name already. So I'll just be like, what was uh what was your name again? I, I'm sorry, I forgot. I'm, I'm really bad with names. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, me too. 
So they'll tell me, they'll say their name and I'll say, yeah, my name is Nate. I'll just automatically say my name. So if they forgot my name, they don't even have to ask. I just said it. It's really easy. That's all you do. Um, keep the number, text them like the next day or two, like, Hey, it was good meeting you. Uh, I might be in town in uh, two weeks. I'll hit you up when I'm out there. Just, you know, it's always good to send a text or call them in the next couple of days, because if you don't, it, that moment is so fleeting that, uh, you'll, you'll never talk to them again, probably. So, and then I'll, uh, for this particular scenario, I hit him up a couple times when I was in San Francisco. I'm like, Hey, I'm in town. We tried to meet up. It didn't actually happen. So I'll usually one or two times I'll do that. And then if it doesn't happen after that, it probably won't. Or I just, I don't know. I just don't really push it because I have, I have, Luckily, I have enough options where it's not really a big deal if we don't ever meet again. It's really not a big deal. There's so many people to meet. So um, I usually give it one or two times, and then I guess basically the ball's in their court. If they really want to hit me up or meet up, they'll text me. You know, a lot of times you do meet up, and it's, uh, it's, uh, you start making friendships again. Friendships that way. Uh, you have to get their contact information. So I'm, I don't know, I guess... I guess some people use Facebook or they'll do Instagram. Um, I don't really do that. I just usually just get the, the phone number and just send texts that way. But uh, do whatever you're more comfortable doing, but just make sure you hit them up again or whatever. And uh, it's a good way to keep in touch. Just like, you know, maybe in a week or two, just say, hey, you want to grab a beer? You want to grab a coffee? Um, something something very basic. Not I don't necessarily do something like, hey, you want to go get dinner or or uh, you want to go get, uh, you want to watch a movie. I, I, I guess you could do that stuff. I, I don't really do that, but, uh, you know, keep it light. Not be like, hey, you want to go on a three-day trip to Tahoe? <laughs> uh, you probably do that too, but I don't know. I don't, I don't do it that way. So just uh, that's just a good way to keep uh, contact information. I guess that's it for this week. Um, we're going to, I'm going to go on a camping trip, so I got to do some packing and stuff. And next week, we're going to be talking about how to be non-judgmental and also a little about a little bit about what does it mean to just be cool? Um, probably some good stuff to talk about. We can go into depth about it. And uh, I guess that's it for this week. So I hope you have a great weekend and uh, make sure you talk to new people, one or new, two new people every day and uh, try to have fun with it. Don't take yourself too seriously. And uh, I guess that's it. Take care.
Thanks for listening. And remember, my new book is available on Amazon, 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. So check it out. I think you'll like it. Uh, 101 Ways to Make Great Friends. And remember to give it a review. I'd appreciate it. Thanks a lot.